Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. In 1985, I travelled to the United States of America for a year as an AFS exchange student. AFS stands for American Field Scholar and my year on exchange remains one of the best years of my life. Shout out to you, my beautiful host sister Brenda. I remember when we first arrived in the States, we had orientation at UCLA and one of the AFS organisers was a bit bleak and told us that not all of us would leave at the end of the year alive. In fact, we were told that one in every 100 exchange students will die during their year abroad. I remember all of us looking around the room in horror, sort of scanning faces, wondering who the two people might be because there were 200 Australian and New Zealand exchange students combined. I also remember hoping that it wasn't any of the friends I'd made on the flight over to LA. Obviously, I did make it home after an amazing year, but unfortunately in 1992, 16-year-old Yoshi Atori would not. Dressed in a white tuxedo like John Travolta's character in Saturday Night Fever, Yoshi and his host brother Webb Haymaker headed out to a Halloween party. Unfortunately, Yoshi and his brother went to the wrong house by mistake and property owner Rodney Pierce fatally shot Yoshi and the shooting in Pierce acquittal in the State Court of Louisiana received worldwide attention. Now that's a really sad Halloween true crime story. But fortunately here at Smooth Criminal, we seek out the funny and ridiculous crimes that occur around the world. I'm Tori Hodgman, and in this special Halloween episode, we are looking at smooth criminals who really weren't masters of disguise. On Halloween every year, 175 million Americans hit the street to trick or treat and the majority are in masks and costumes. So as a slight twist on our Halloween theme, today we are looking at crimes committed by smooth criminals who were in disguise. In 2013, Stan Warby became a local celebrity and hero after he took a friend who had an outstanding warrant to the Bradford Police Station in the UK. Pretty good deed, right? But here's the twist. He did all of this whilst dressed as Batman. The pair had been at a fancy dress football match prior to the citizen's arrest and at the time Warby said, I got some strange looks when I got to the cop station. One policeman looked at me and just laughed. I said to the cop, I deserve a medal, I'm a caped crusader. However, mere months later, the Bradford Batman, as Warby had become known, had a massive fall from grace when he and the same friend were caught stealing power tools from a garage. In an interview months earlier with The Telegraph, the Bradford Batman was adamant he was no superhero. Having seen photos of the portly gent in his Batman costume, I fully understand why he was caught red-handed with the tools from the garage. As the Bradford Batman said himself... I eat kebabs, I never run anywhere. Still in the UK, we have the fabulous case of the Newport Vigilante Ninja. Now, unfortunately, Tannis Baker had been bullied at school and was also mugged by a local gang. But at the age of 21, he took it upon himself to patrol his neighbourhood dressed as a masked ninja and his costume included an imitation wooden samurai sword. 
The whole point of his patrolling was to strike fear in local criminals. According to many witnesses, Baker would crouch in the darkness in a local park, hoping to pounce on any troublemakers who might walk by. And a former school friend said he spotted Baker leaping off the roof of the local library down onto the sports field behind it. Now, according to this witness, Baker was running across the roof and doing roly-polies like a full-on ninja and further added, he's been watching too many films. Sadly, Baker's time as a crime-fighting ninja came to an abrupt end when a police officer spotted him and thought he was carrying a real samurai sword. After calling for backup, including the police helicopter, they caught Baker and he told police at the time that he was a vigilante in costume, wanting to help people in trouble. Baker was ultimately given a 12-month supervision order and was ordered to carry out 60 hours unpaid work and presumably he also had to surrender his wooden samurai sword. Now across the pond from the UK to Austria, where a bank robber committed a series of bank robberies wearing a Barack Obama mask. Not really a great choice of mask, as Barack Obama really would look out of place in Austria, right? After several robberies, the man from nearby Bavaria was finally arrested and charged with numerous crimes committed between 2008 and 2009. Is that what you would call an Obama crime? Bank robberies and masks seem to go hand in hand. I mean, even think of all the movies we've seen with bank robberies like Point Break with the presidents of the USA masks. So it's not unusual that I have found a heap of smooth criminals who rob banks in masks. Let's go to Florida, where Abraham Magan, aged 24, used a mask of an old man to commit his crimes. Now, the cops wondered if he thought using an elderly gentleman disguise would help him blend into Florida's geriatric population. Now, this guy managed to steal just under $12,000, which he then promptly blew at the local casino. He told police after his arrest he'd been fired from his job as a financial advisor because he was not very good at finances. No kidding, Einstein. Meanwhile, a company in California is not happy when their SPFS Meanwhile, a company in California were not happy when their SPFS Fuck, I can't say this. Meanwhile, a company in California were not happy when their SPFS Meanwhile, a company in California were not happy when their SPFX masks gave them a lot of free publicity after a young Chinese man used one to fool immigration and a white bank robber used an African-American mask that was so realistic, six of the seven bank tellers from the bank he robbed chose a black man in a police lineup who resembled the mask. The owner of the mask company said, we're proud of the fact that our masks look real, but I'm not proud of the way they were used. It's also believed one of their masks is being used by a man in California who has committed at least seven bank robberies and due to the mask he wears, he's known to the FBI as the geezer bandit. In Houston, Texas, a man with white gauze wrapped around his head like a mummy and toting a baseball bat is still on the run after robbing a bank of an undisclosed sum. There's a reward of up to $5,000, which remains current, for any information leading to the arrest of the mummy marauder. Meanwhile, on New Year's Eve 2015 in Vestavia Hills, Alabama, Jersey Bell star Danielle Yancey and her husband got quite the shock when they found a man wearing nothing but a Ronald Reagan mask and a sock over his doodle. 
Yes, I said doodle. Yancey's husband spooked the Rudy Nudy peeping Tom when he took some trash out and said hopefully that's the last time anyone will have to see the naked Ronald Reagan sock-wearing criminal. I am curious if it was an extra long sock. Brace yourselves, people. This might come as a surprise, but appears Darth Vader has apparently fallen on hard times and has been sought for a bank robbery, according to the New York Daily News. Police say the boss of the empire threatened a bank teller and forced a customer to the floor before fleeing with cash. And because the robber carried a gun instead of a lightsaber, wore camouflage pants with his mask and cape, and because New York City's a long way from any known Death Star, investigators suspect an imposter. <laughs> 36-year-old David Hobbs was busted by police trying to break into a backyard shed in Clarksdale, Mississippi. But it wasn't the alleged burglary that caught my attention. It's the fact that after he tripped an alarm, he was caught by the homeowner wearing a Captain America outfit. According to the homeowner, the suspect also had fairy wings on when he was placed under arrest. Lastly, while some of the disguises in the stories we've covered today were quite impressive, I'll leave you with these two who have to be the smoothest criminals in the bunch. Over to Tennessee, where two would-be robbers couldn't even be bothered spending a couple of dollars on a disguise, but instead they simply covered their faces in black magic marker to try and conceal their identities. Needless to say, it backfired spectacularly and hopefully they used a Sharpie and they still have the scribbles all over their faces. So that's it for another episode of Smooth Criminal. Please do all the things you can do to help the Smooth Criminal podcast grow. There's a Smooth Criminal Facebook page. You can follow Smooth Criminal on Twitter or subscribe to the Smooth Criminal podcast channel on YouTube. You'll also find the podcast at our website on www.pippa.io or email suggestions for future shows to smoothcriminalchannel, or one word, at gmail.com. If you have enjoyed the podcast, please let your friends know and share the links from the description. So that's it for another week. I'd like to wish you all a really happy Halloween. And remember, don't get hit by, don't get struck by a disguised smooth criminal. <laughs>